Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today, I have Mark Bosnian with me. Mark Bosnian is a voice transformation expert who helps passion-driven, open-hearted singers and speakers look, sound, and feel confident on stage. Mark attracts clients because of his head, keeps them because of his heart, and earns their trust because he uses both. His love of music and performing started at the ripe age of four when he sang on a Los Angeles children's show. When the studio audience cheered, Mark was hooked. He's toured in Africa, South America, Europe, and all across the United States. He became an award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, performing on national TV shows, including the NBC Today Show and the Pat Sajak Show. He was inducted into the Oregon Music Hall of Fame in 2001. His clients include Grammy-nominated singer Meredith Brooks, the cast of the TNT television show Leverage, American Idol semifinalist Haley Johnson, and Ruben Nielsen, who sang on Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show with his band Unreal Mortal Orchestra. Mark's the author of Sing Free Now, Three Steps to Power, Passion, and Confidence. This owner's manual for your voice cracks the code on how nature has wired us to breathe, project, and confidently be heard. His new book, Five Keys to Thriving as a Singer, shows you how to make more audience connections and more money as a singer and speaker online, as well as in live settings. Mark has been called Voice Confidence in a Can and is on a mission to help you transform your voice and transform your life as well. Welcome, Mark. Oh, my gosh. So excited to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you so much, Heather. I'm equally excited to be on it with you. Awesome. Awesome. So I always love to ask uh, my uh, interviewees, if you will, to tell mm-hmm. me just kind of about your origin story, how you got started. It sounds like it started when you got hooked at the age of uh, four, but um, can you tell us a little more about that and kind of how everything yeah. shifted yeah. to where you are now? I can. Um, <laughs> the Engineer Bill uh, show was the most popular kids show in the LA area. And oh. I begged my mom to drive me into Hollywood so we could watch the filming of one. They allowed kids to come in and, and uh-huh. their parents be in the studio audience while he did his thing. And at one point during a segment that was pre- being recorded or pre-recorded and was playing, he said, we're going to have a contest. And anybody in the audience, any kids that want to be in a singing contest, come on up. <gasps> and wow. I watched my mom sneak down the aisle and start heading for the back door because she was so embarrassed that I had just popped out of my seat and ran up on the stage. I had no intentions of doing that, had no idea they were going to do it. When uh-huh. engineer Bill said, come on up, I did. <laughs> you were and ready. I, and I sang the ballad of Davy Crockett 
and won the contest and people were cheering and I was jumping all over the stage and I thought, oh, I love myself, it. this singing thing using my voice is really cool. Uh-huh. And uh, I sang in a choir in elementary school, had mm -hmm. a kind of a boy soprano high voice, which was mm -hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. In junior high school, I played guitar in a group where I got to lead uh, singing, and I thought that was really cool. Um, mm -hmm. And then in high school, I had my first, well, my second after that kid show uh, gig in an all-school assembly. We had a uh, we had a group at at the high school called the Folk Rock Club, and everybody in it that wanted to got to perform two songs. Mm -hmm. I played guitar and sang these two songs and thought, you know, I think I did pretty well. Afterwards, I asked our faculty advisor and he said, well, I think you could turn into a good singer. Gee, oh. thanks. Uh -huh. and he said, but you need to sing more from your diaphragm. And I said, I've heard of that. How do I do that? Uh -huh. and he pointed to my belly button. He said, you've got to focus the sound right there. Uh -huh. So I focused for three weeks my attention, my vision, nothing changed. I went, nah, it's a bunch of hooey. Uh-huh. Went to college, minored in music, studied with a famous voice teacher who whenever I would ask him, what's really going on physiologically when mm -hmm. I'm doing what you're asking me to and how what what should I be feeling? And he said, you're overthinking it. Just shut up and sing. <gasps> oh and my so goodness. Then I started to have a fairly negative perception of voice coaches. Right, right. Uh -huh. Until when I was in a band that had a number three hit nationally here out of Portland, mm -hmm. I started studying with someone who was able to help me understand how the how the engine really works mm -hmm. in our vocal apparatus. And right. that just blew my mind wide open to understand how nature has wired us to do these things, what most speakers and singers do instead. Mm -hmm. I got really hooked then. Um, I had injured my voice, had what was mm -hmm. called vocal nodules or nodes. Mm -hmm. In the pursuit of learning the anatomy, the physiology, and the correct way to use your voice, I was able to heal those. Mm -hmm. And it was off to the races of, I want to help everybody I can get my hands on to, uh -huh. to go through what I went through as a singer and a speaker. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. That's so wonderful. That's so cool that you, uh, that you were able to shift all of that into where you are now. So you worked with, um, different Grammy nominated singers, um, American Idol people, um, you know, you have these people, but you, I'm sure you also have the uh, lay person off the street. Maybe they're, you know, they're needing some extra um, something, you know, that they want to add to their own repertoire or they know something's not working correctly. Yes. So, um, so you work with, yeah, you work with the everyday person as well. I do. I work with shower singers, choir singers, karaoke singers, uh, weekend warrior band singers, mm. people who are in a choir and thought and think maybe I could sing a solo if I was more oh. confident. Uh -huh. and I, I, what I love helping people do is understand 
the bigger picture around the voice. Mm-hmm. That it isn't just about speaking or singing. It's about being heard in the world and it has mm-hmm. ramifications in our life spiritually and emotionally and mm-hmm. psychologically. And I love helping people who think that maybe they can't, maybe when they were born, they were in the wrong line to get the gene for having a good voice. So right. People believe that. I love helping them see that that's a, a big load of hooey. And mm-hmm. every, everybody is born with a powerful voice. What tends mm-hmm. to happen is we all get turned down when we're young. We're told to turn it down. Right, right, right. Oh, so yeah. That's what I call this turn it down training. Children should be seen and not heard. This is use your indoor voice. This is the mm-hmm. library. Shh, be quiet. Mm-hmm. And then when it's time to turn your voice on and speak or sing or do something big with it, your whole uh, subconscious mind goes, don't. You're going to mm-hmm. get in trouble if you do that. So right. I basically help people get out from under all of that and own the powerful voice they were born with. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, you open it up so they can be seen and heard as well. Well, one of my favorite quotes, um, and it's mine, I kind of adapted it from somebody else is, if you're mm-hmm. not ready to be heard, it doesn't matter how well you can use your voice. If you are ready to be heard, it doesn't matter how well you can use your voice. Meaning, if you're really not ready to be heard, but you have this spectacular voice, we will feel from the audience, wow, great voice, but it's not moving me. Mm-hmm. It, they're not they're not allowing themselves to be vulnerable and and emotionally open and sending me something. Mm-hmm. They're basically hiding behind a good sounding instrument. And yeah. if you are ready to be heard and your voice doesn't work that well, it doesn't matter because you can learn to change that to mm-hmm. make it well. So the big piece in all this is are you ready to be heard? And it's right. a great question to ask yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because and really that being heard is all about that connection to the other people, whether it's one on one or in a bigger group. That and it's also the connection to why you are here on this planet and what Mm -hmm. unique thing you have to share. Mm -hmm. Really, everybody has a reason to be heard. Right. Everybody believes that. But -hmm. you're right. It's about connecting with an audience. Um, mm-hmm. When I ask a lot of um, up-and-coming singers, what would make a perfect performance with you, for you? Mm-hmm. They often add, uh, everything was in tune. Uh, I sang the high notes without cracking. I didn't forget the lyrics. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then So I the vocal the, mechanics. Yeah, the core mechanics stuff. Uh-huh. I say, you know what? I hear hundreds of singers all the time that do all that and they don't move me at all because mm-hmm. they really don't want to be heard. They mm-hmm. don't know that necessarily, but they're not ready to open it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Shakespeare said, your eyes are the windows of the soul. My experience is, is that your voice is the front door and you can either open it up and let mm-hmm. yourself out and let the whole world in, mm-hmm. or you can peek out there to see who knocked and point to the do not disturb sign that you have on your front door. Unfortunately, this is what that 
turn it down training does. Yeah. It makes us feel like I don't have any reason to be heard. I don't have anything mm -hmm. to share with the world. And it's hogwash. Everybody mm -hmm. does. Yeah. So you really are here not only to help them with the mechanics and how to breathe correctly and how to resonate and all that. You're also here to help unlock their magic, really. Nicely put. Really yeah. Nicely put. Yeah. yeah. I, part of what I do um, is work with people to create a short personal mission statement around using their voice. Oh, I love and, that. Yeah, and I do too. It's really, really fun. I've mm -hmm. had people burst into tears when they realize they have a mission on this yeah. planet that involves using their voice. Mm -hmm. It helps them then choose what kind of speaking engagements or singing gigs or mm -hmm. whatever, what songs to pick, what to say in a talk. In other words, what? how do I determine what I'm going to do with my voice is whether it's in alignment with my mission or not. And that really helps folks start to let go of, I don't have a mission. I don't have a reason to be mm -hmm. I don't have any unique viewpoint about anything. Mm -hmm. We all do. Yeah, everybody's a unique individual. So you're just helping them unlock that why. Yep. When, when I was a kid, I was taught about original sin in Sunday school. Yes. I have uh -huh. come to see that's that we're all flawed and right. Not, you know, not, not my, uh, my vision of how things are anymore. I, I believe we all have original song. We oh, all have I a love song that thing, uh -huh. whether it's literally being sung or you're living it or speaking it. And I mm -hmm. think that's a huge part about what makes a happy person or not is finding that original song and going, this is at least part of what I need to be doing in my life. Yeah, that's beautiful. And our song can look so many different ways. Our song, quote unquote mm -hmm. song, can be um, what we talk about, what we, you know, it, it what we connect with other people about. So how oh, we I serve. love it. How we serve other people. Yeah, how we serve other people. And if we don't have a voice, how are they going to find out about us? We could be, you know, we could be the next best, you know, chef or whatever it is. But if we're not sharing it and connecting yes. with people. If we're not willing to be heard. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people aren't. Because, again, I think what you're talking about, we're not, we weren't taught to be heard. We no. were not taught to be heard. We taught the opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be yep. quiet. And I had a father who was really good at that. So I'm pretty sure that's part of why I am on this path in my life is to heal from mm -hmm. all of the shut up, Mark, <laughs> that I got yes. as a kid. <laughs> and I was one of these weird kids that made it through puberty and through high, junior high school and high school not getting shut down. I was a loudmouth kid who was talking in class and getting thrown out of class all the time, mm -hmm. telling jokes, making animal noises. I just thought having a voice was the coolest thing in the world. But yeah. that's like 1% of people are like that. Everybody else 
pretty much is told and and uh-huh and take it to heart and, and take it to and heart shut it down. I'm not supposed to be heard. I'm not uh-huh. supposed to be loud in any way at any time or speak up or speak mm-hmm. the truth or draw boundaries or all right. that stuff. Yeah, and that's just a huge thing, you know, and it, and I think that's important because what you're doing is not just teaching again those vocal mechanics. You're really teaching people to come into their power and uh, really finding their power um, from their why and then teaching them how to use those vocal mechanics that maybe we have to unlearn from um, some old stories, old teaching, you know, outdated methods and um, really shift that um, into that next piece. So I'm going to listen to the recording of this because what you just said was really <laughs> great. And that's pretty much what I do and why. So really there you go. nice job, Heather. Thank <laughs> you. Really I'm glad that I could voice that for you. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome to use it on your website. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And it is about the why, you know, that's, uh-huh. what's, that's what's underneath everything we do. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the why here? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, and there are so many amazing vocal teachers out there. Um, but that's, it's not this holistic kind of teaching method that you're doing and everybody has their place in um, this. And, um, but I love what you are doing. So tell us a little bit more about your first book, Sing Free Now. How, um, so what would a, a reader get from that book? Um, well, <laughs> it really is like the owner's manual for your voice that we mm-hmm. never got when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote it cause I felt like I, I, the minute I started getting into teaching and coaching singers, I started buying books from authors who teach singing. I have mm-hmm. over 75 of them on a shelf over here mm-hmm. in my studio and Every one of them had nuggets that I ended up using and some I still do, but none of them really put it together for me of what it really takes to feel confident Mm -hmm. going out on a stage and looking out to a packed house and going, I can't wait to open my mouth and either Mm -hmm. speak or sing. Most people never get to that point. Right. And I I did get to that point where I'm on national TV going, I can't wait to do this, where in years past, I would have been wetting my pants out of fear. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought, how do I, how, how best can I really help people? I got to put this all in a book. Mm -hmm. I started writing it and I wrote it for over a year. And it, it, it was heartbreaking to me to come to the realization that this was just like a shop manual for all the mechanic stuff, mm-hmm. which are important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are they are one of the three steps that I think they're th- the three important pillars of being a, a confident vocalist. Mm-hmm. You got to have that. But it was all just how to, and I realized there's a whole boatload of books doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I basically tore that up and started over again, and went. There's more to it than this, like you uh-huh. talked about. There's a much more of a holistic approach to this. I have mm-hmm. a section all about the core mechanics. It's what mm-hmm. I usually help people get a hold of in their bodies first because mm-hmm. 
you know, to me, using your voice is about telling a story, mm -hmm. whether it's a song or a sales pitch mm -hmm. or a motivational speech or whatever, you are telling the story of something that hopefully you're passionate about, because mm -hmm. if you're not, we in the audience are going to feel that you're not, and we're going to start checking our emails and planning our vacation online while you're talking. Right. Um, and I really wanted to help people see there was more than just the mechanics. So mm -hmm. that led to the artistry of singing, how mm -hmm. to use dynamics, how to create more emotion, how to have a style. Mm -hmm. And then there was all the nonverbal parts of stage craft, stage presence, mm -hmm. how to look confident, even if you're not feeling it, how mm -hmm. to, how to make sure your nonverbals are congruent with what you're speaking or singing about. Yes. Uh -huh. and a lot of people that's not going on, how right. to make, how to make a connection using your body. It's, I, I call it whole body singing. Mm. And one thing led to another and I kept writing chapters. And then I started writing a chapter that has how, how the core mechanics of singing is almost identical to the energy that starts in your first chakra and moves all the way up to your head. There, there's mm -hmm. how chakras and singing coincide. Oh, I love uh, that. It's called the Zen of singing that chapter. I mean, just lots of stuff. And by the time I was done, the thing I thought would be 90 pages is 352 pages. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, that's so wonderful. And that's, it's so important because, you know, I keep thinking as we're, as you're talking, you know, people come in with these natural abilities to sing and stuff, but it, confidence is not a natural ability, especially if you've been conditioned to not be confident. That's the reason. Yep. You know, and so it's not something that it's just going to, you know, just because you have a beautiful voice doesn't mean you're going to be confident. And so you, you again, can hide um, from that and um, or you can try and force it, but it's you're not going to connect because you're staying caught up just in the mechanics of the whole thing. Yes. And you're trying to be perfect. Is you Yes. Or mm -hmm. you're. Not even that necessarily. You're afraid you're not going to be perfect. Exactly. That fear of failure. Down the toilet mm -hmm. as opposed to being authentically in love with what you're doing with your voice, knowing it will never be perfect. Exactly. And, and that's the magic. People, yeah. Most people don't know how to get to that place. You know? Right. How do I do that? Uh -huh. And that's really what my book and my coaching is about is to mm -hmm. go, you know, if you've got your all of your bandwidth on trying to be perfect with your voice, you don't have enough bandwidth to make that connection telling us the story. Exactly. And if it's like that, that's when the clipboard comes out and people start going, I think, I think that note was out of tune and mm -hmm. I think they just forgot a lyric and I think that was a mistake mm -hmm. because they are not in the story that they could be if mm -hmm. you weren't worrying about being perfect, if you were putting all your attention on I want people to get this. I want mm -hmm. them to feel that. Mm -hmm. And when we feel it, we, the vocal performer, that's how we get other people to feel it. We yeah. Never get an audience standing on their feet at the end, screaming at us. If we're not feeling it ourselves. It's not mm -hmm. gonna right. Right. Yeah. 
Oh, that makes so much sense. I love that. I love that. I noticed I, and it's not in your bio, but I remember reading in on your website about how you've worked with um, the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I, I have read Ernest Holmes. I go to this CSL here. And so, you know, the teachings are very, very much about really, you know, thoughts, you know, uh, thoughts become things, you know, very much about how God is in with in all of us. And so, you know, we do. So if, 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 they are within all of us, then uh, we have that um, opportunity to use that gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've sung at a bunch of CSL centers all over the country, actually. I did a gig in October at the, uh, the Ernest Holmes Center in Colorado. He has all of his books and all of his memorabilia and all of this stuff. And I'm telling That's you, it was awesome. And a lot of your listeners may not know who Ernest Holmes is, but he's somebody to check out. He he really created a movement in the early, starting in the early 1900s that mm-hmm. is really uh, has had global ramifications from the law of attraction and manifestation and yes. on and on and on and on and mm-hmm. on. That all comes from us knowing that we create our reality with our mm-hmm. thoughts. And the more we become aware of them, mm-hmm. and the more we choose which to hang on to and which to leave, that's also a big part of being a confident singer and speaker. Exactly. So you you, it, you do. I, I mean, I'm, I'm doing uh, some lessons with you right now because I'm working on my speaking voice and showing up authentically to who I am and, um, and talking about my new, you know, spiritual purpose. And so uh, using those principles as part of this is just, yeah, it's a total game changer in the way that uh, you approach uh, these things. So it, it's quite amazing. So you do have a new book, Five Keys to Thriving as a Singer. It's and pretty new. It's a year. I wrote it during the pandemic. Wow. Because uh-huh. so many people were saying, what the hell do we do now that there's no venues to speak in or sing in? Mm-hmm. And part of the book was how to find audiences online, how to create them yourself it's still very relevant because mm-hmm. you know, there's still a lot of places that aren't quite open or, mm-hmm. you know, now that people have been online so much, this is the way a lot of musicians and a lot of speakers communicate with folks. Right. Um, so that's, that's part of what's going on in that book. Mm-hmm. And some of it is just more refinement to what I wrote in Sing Free Now, mm-hmm. quicker ways for people to be able to integrate the mechanics so that, because basically if you're a storyteller mm-hmm. is what I believe all singers and speakers are ultimately, mm-hmm. unless they are doing a four hour uh, talk on uh, accounting, but even then, <laughs> yeah, you know, which I think would probably be dry. I use that to, you know, as an example of something uh-huh. I want to sit through for four hours, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that that is fascinating to, right. I, don't, I don't mean to denigrate accounting so much, but even then, would you rather hear, 
somebody who tells stories and weaves in humor and all this with their <laughs> accounting four-hour talk. Of course, I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people put so much importance on the core mechanics, and mm-hmm. I think they're very important. Again, yes, yes, yes. Usually they're the, the basis. They're the foundation for all this. Mm-hmm. But I've heard so many people with bad mechanics that I consider to be good singers. Mm. People look at me and go, well, how can they have a bad voice and be a good singer? I, I look at those as two different parts of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. How your voice works is one thing. Being a mm-hmm. good singer or speaker is, are you, oh, are you willing to open the kimono and let your essence come out? Right. Are you willing to be vulnerable in front of us to let your essence come mm-hmm. out? Are you willing to tell the stories and to, to do all of that? That's good singing. And you can do that right. with a less than great voice. Mm-hmm. However, if we can get your delivery system to be even better, it makes doing that a lot more fun and a lot easier. Exactly. I have, I have heard speakers that I think have great message and great to- content but they're talking like this. Mm-hmm. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the next two hours will be, uh, blah, blah, and I'm going, oh my gosh, I have to listen to that for two hours. That makes it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So it is important. We do want yeah. that, but it's not the uh, be all end all of, of singing or speaking is how well the mechanics work. It's right. One of, I think three big steps. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think you touched on it really well. And it really stood out to me is um, we have, as a society, been told to um, put a game face on and, uh, you know, really a facade. And, you know, a big piece of this is becoming vulnerable and sharing our authenticity and um, unlocking that piece of ourselves. And that can be really scary for people. So how do you work with people when they're kind of in that uh, state, you know? Uh, We do baby steps. Mm -hmm. We look at uh, what would happen if you actually did open up and Mm -hmm. emotionally... See if you can put more emotion and feeling in this. I don't mm-hmm. know how to do that. Well, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you an exercise where you are going to do something that purposefully does not sound pretty and musical to you. Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> exactly. I freak out. And I go, well, that's because we're all attached to being perfect. And it yep. ain't going to happen, folks. I'll tell you that right now. I Every single concert I've ever been to from a national act, I can point out places where they were less than perfect mechanically. Mm-hmm. That mean it ruined the concert for me? God, no. Mm-hmm. It, it, in fact, it made me go, great. They're being human. Mm-hmm. They exactly. are, they're not putting all of their energy on trying to sound perfect mechanically. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is chipping away at that. If I'm not perfect, yeah, people are going to throw tomatoes at me. If mm-hmm. I try something that doesn't work. I mean, I've, I've, I, I put on performance nights for clients of mine mm-hmm. and I've, I had one young woman run off the stage crying because she flubbed up a word in a song. 
Oh, and I went, yeah. There is the ultimate manifestation of that. But all of us tend to have some of that going on. If, boy, if I do something up there that's a mistake, I will never live this down. And right. Uh huh. It's not what the audience is sitting there thinking. Mm-mm. We don't do no. that. No. Uh huh. We want to be moved by you. We're on your side. Mm-hmm. So if you can do anything to get us moving mm-hmm. emotionally, we're not going to care. Like when right. I talked about if you're putting all your bandwidth into mechanics, that that clipboard and pen come out and we start writing down all the mistakes. Mm-hmm. If you, even if your voice is kind of like this, but you're telling me a story where I mm-hmm. am so hooked in, mm-hmm. I'm barely going to notice mistakes or funky sounds or anything going on because I'm getting what I wanted Mm -hmm. was take us on a journey. Exactly. Be a tour guide for us. Mm -hmm. And don't be on your left. You will notice the pyramids of Egypt. They were built in, (laughs) you know, boring. Uh I would way rather hear someone whose voice didn't work perfectly saying, look at that folks. They still don't know how they got those giant blocks over there. Is this an amazing creation or what? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of tour guide we want to hear. Yeah. Bring the energy. Bring the energy. Bring the message. Bring your willingness to be open as you deliver it. And the more you open, the more there's a chance there could be an imperfection or two coming out. Great. That makes the whole thing way more human, authentic. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Gosh, this has been such a great conversation. So um, I always ask my listeners, um, uh, for my listeners, I love for my guests to talk about maybe some tips they can give people. So what would be some tips that you can offer up and I know that you also wanted to talk about an offer that you do have. I have a free gift for anybody that wants it that we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Um, well, I look at the best three tips I could tell you is mm-hmm. to think about the three legs of the stool that is a confident voice. Okay. The first leg, the first tip is to learn about the core mechanics. Mm-hmm. of us are not breathing the way we were born breathing. We move away from that by the time we're three and we become chest and shoulder breathers instead of Mm -hmm. belly breathers. Mm -hmm. It's not very hard to learn how to jumpstart the way you were breathing when you were born and it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are ways to control and change the tone of your voice that can make a huge impact in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. There are, there's a, to me, the most important concept is returning to owning the power of the voice you were born with. We're mm-hmm. all like animals when we're born. Right. Babies can scream and yell for hours. Their endurance is impeccable. They don't worry about what anybody's thinking about. They don't worry about the high notes. They got the high notes. They can do it all day long. (laughs) So we were born with this really powerful voice and we Uh get shut down. Yes. The core core mechanics are really worth learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second tip is if you just sit on those, your, your stool is still going to fall over. Mm-hmm. You've just only got that one leg. The second leg is to own your uniqueness 
when you're speaking mm -hmm. or singing to mm -hmm. make it your own, whether it's a song or a talk. And that involves using dynamics, which dynamic just means changeable. And mm -hmm. so many people are, I'm going to be talking to you just like this for the next <laughs> yes. hour. Won't get any louder, won't get any softer, won't change tone, won't change pitch, won't change anything. Folks call that uh, monochromatic or monotone. That's one of the first things you can do is to start using dynamics. Mm -hmm. Most people have heard of it, but they don't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. um, dynamics leads to more emotion. If mm -hmm. you have intentions for emotion in your vocal presentation, you're going to connect with people way more. Uh, the third tip is, in some ways you could say is the most important. That's intention. What is mm -hmm. your intention when you go to sing a song or you go to make a motivational speech or a yeah. sales presentation or teaching a class or anything? If you get in touch with why you're about to do this, it will make a huge impact in your connecting connection with the audience. Are you coming from your heart? Mm -hmm. are, you, are you going to make a presentation where everybody wins? This is not you trying to sell me a used car that you know is going to blow up when I get it home. Right. We'll tend to feel that. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have service and transformation for your audience in mind when you go to do whatever you're going to do with your voice? Mm -hmm. That makes a really big difference. Mm -hmm. If you have that, even without yeah. the other two, you got a leg up on most people. Exactly. That's a huge piece. Yeah. Where confidence comes from is all of that. Mm -hmm. is knowing that I don't have to be perfect, but I've gotten better with my mechanics knowing that I don't have to be perfect, but I am willing to be open emotionally and uh, authentically and putting in emotion and varying and improvising, even though mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. And that third piece, having all of that intention of what I want to give to people. Mm -hmm. I, when I was young, I sang to get, to get attention, uh -huh. to get money to get whatever there was a huge transformation when i realized now i sing and speak to give it is mm -hmm. really fun for me to oh, give yeah. one of the big gifts that i've been given by the universe and when you give it in the right way you don't have any control over it you don't know right. if we're gonna like it you gotta let go of that we have mm -hmm. no control that makes it easier and makes you more confident to know I don't have to worry about who's liking it and who doesn't easy right. to say not necessarily easy to do but right yeah get there yeah and that a uh, huge piece of that is surrendering and allowing you know good words yeah letting go of uh the picture that we have in our heads so well, this has been amazing. Okay, I want you to talk about the offer that you have for everybody. I will. It's called the number one key to a dynamic voice. Mm -hmm. and it's a, uh, you just have to sign, sign up with your email address to get this. Mm -hmm. It is a way, excuse me, that you can instantly become a more interesting singer or speaker Mm -hmm. by learning something that are called keyword dynamics. Mm. I give examples and show you uh, what to do. It's, it's, uh, it's really fun to give this because 
what it is in a nutshell is that instead of saying, I've had a really great time being on the show with you today, Heather, and I really appreciate it and it's really good, I would say, <laughs> I've had a really great time being on the show with you today and I really hope people got something from it. I am accenting certain mm -hmm. key words to make it not monotone and also to stress certain things that I want to say in that sentence. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy to learn and it's really got a big impact on folks. Yeah, that's so, so awesome. If you email me at mark at centerstagevoice.com, <laughs> you can have one of these. Uh, you can also go to my website, which is uh, centerstagevoice.com and, and shoot me a, a, an email through the contact page. And tell me, you know, I want, I want the number one key to a dynamic voice and bingo, you will get it. Awesome. And are you on uh, social media platforms as well? Yes. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I have oh. some tutorial videos on YouTube. I post about I'm, some of my blogs and stuff on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram is starting to have me on it. So. <laughs> Yeah. So what, what's your handle on YouTube? Uh, yeah, you would have to ask me that. Um, I believe my YouTube channel is center stage voice. Okay, great. Great. I think it, it might be center stage voice coaching. Okay. I should, I should have that at the tip of my tongue and I apologize for not. And it's okay. Don't, don't worry about it. I can always put it in the podcast notes. So yes. And I'm pretty sure if you just Google Mark Bosnian on YouTube, you would end up. Yes. There. Yeah. Yeah. I or think center so. Center stage voice on YouTube. Uh huh. Get there. Yeah. But yeah. Wonderful. I'll that to you and you can put it in the notes. I will put that in the notes. Yeah. And yeah. And also your Facebook and your Instagram handles. We will add all of that right. in. So. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Mark, it has been wonderful to have you on the show today. I appreciate everything uh, you have shared with them. You've shared so much about wisdom and uh, wellness for your voice and a little woo in there. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> woohoo! <laughs> Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Um, this has been the Integra podcast where we talk about everything wisdom, wellness, and woo. Talk with you next time. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts, body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at integraholisticwellness.com. That's support at integraholisticwellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at integraholisticwellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A holistic wellness.